Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to KGON's 50th birthday party. 92.3 KGON. I'll tell you what, this is amazing. The amount of legendary talent that is going to be joining us this morning just taking a trip down memory lane oh my god it's kgon's 50th anniversary it's our birthday this day in 1974 this great rock radio station was launched i want to thank all the friends that showed the reaction the calls the the interaction on social media has been overwhelming thank you so much for being a part of this with us very few people can go by just a single name iris is one of them iris so many people have said Said so many wonderful things about you. Um, oh, what, what, what is it? What, what is it like to be an icon? I mean, it's you and oh. then KGON. You know, here's the thing. I'm not the icon. The music was the icon, and the radio station was the icon. I was the facilitator, and I was a friend and a fan along the way. And um, seriously, that's how I I look at it. I mean, people say things like that, and it just kind of makes me go, eh, no. I, you know, I, and, and here's the thing too that people don't realize is that every time I'd meet uh, a rock star or we could have our pictures taken with them or I interviewed them or whatever, I am seriously such a fan, you know, that it was the biggest excitement to me. And all I wanted to do was give the audience that same excitement that I was feeling because I knew if they were sitting in my chair, they'd feel that same thing. So it, it was like being another member of the audience for me. I was just the lucky one that got to hang out in the room for four or five hours a day. Well, I appreciate you being humble, but I've been here a tad short of three years. And I can easily say when I go meet uh, our listeners, um, you know, we're obviously talking to a lot of past legends who have graced the airwaves here on KGON. Hands down, this is obviously nothing against anybody else who's been on this radio station. Hands down, the number one person people ask about is where's Iris? What she's oh, I love Iris. It's just like it is guaranteed if I go to a KGON event, I will be stopped no short of at least five to ten times. Somebody's asking, <laughs> Where's Iris? Well, tell them I'm at home hanging out, having a good time, and I'm, I'm glad <laughs> they're thinking about me. But yeah, I just you know, it's, it is funny because it's not it's not like a pretend humble. I just never um, I never expect expected that at all along the way. And I think the longevity obviously um, contributed to that. I mean, you stay stay put anywhere for 42, 43 years. That's going to happen. Um, but 
it, it was, oh, God, what fun. And I think that's part of it, too. Um, the radio station was so dang much fun to do things with. I mean, you know, in the beginning, we didn't know we needed permits for anything. <laughs> or we had to contact the police and tell them we were doing something. We just did stuff. And it worked out. And uh, sometimes it, you know, we'd have to ask for forgiveness. But, you know, that's okay, too. But it was such a, a, a part of what the city was going through at that time. And it was like we all partied together, lived together, hung out together, went to the same bars together. One time we had a, a Halloween party. And I think we had three or four bars. And they were all located in different parts of the city. Mm -hmm. And... So we had uh, limos that would take us from one event to the next. So there was a crowd of us that rotated all all night. And it was like from the West Hills to, to Northeast to Southeast to, you know, we bounced around and just had a good time. We tried to include the whole city whenever we could. It was just a blast. We're talking with Iris Harris. And of course, everyone knows she has Iris, part of the 50th anniversary celebration <laughs> for KGON. And you were here for almost all 50 of those years. The number one question I get asked, and we've known each other for a very, very long time, is how did Iris, how, how did you get to KGON? How did that come to be? Oh, my history before KGON is very short. <laughs> I was, I started in Eugene. Um, I got a taste of radio at uh, the University of Oregon. And I, I wanted to fast track it because my parents had already paid for enough college and I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't getting anything done. I was having a great time, but I wasn't getting much done. <laughs> and once, once I figured out it was radio that I wanted to do, I went to Lane Community College, which had a really hands-on, get-a-job approach to radio, met with um, Jeff Young. Uh, he and I are still great friends to this day. But he was the head of the radio department there, went to the radio department at Mount Hood Community College. So I got a ton of interns from that man. That was awesome. <laughs> and um, I, I came up to uh, Portland to work at K-Van. BA hired me at K-Van. So I went from Eugene. I got a job in Eugene um, at a little radio station. Reform just had a wall of records. And it was like, okay, play whatever you want. All right. So um, it was a learning experience in many ways. And it was a way to really teach yourself how to format your show. Because if you played a lot of stuff that nobody knew, nobody wanted to listen. So you had to you know, figure out where the hits went and all this other stuff. But it was a great time to really learn that. And then I came up to K-Van. Uh, BA hired me, Bob Anchetta. And he's still like my brother to this day. We're so close. And um, then I moved over to KGON, uh, my dear friend and the uh, maid of honor at my wedding, Gloria Johnson, had gotten a job at KGON. And she said, you know, we have a part-time uh, place here. Why don't you come apply? So I did. And Bob Brooks was the program director. And, and I had my little <laughs> short history of <laughs> radio experience and he took a chance on me and hired me and I did weekends and I mean fill in I do anything you want me to go sit at a mall for a while I'll go do that <laughs> I did everything it didn't matter to me there was nothing 
that was, um, you know, that I wouldn't go do. And so um, that was also a great learning experience because I came from uh, two radio stations that really weren't so much on the ground, you know, boots on the ground kind of oriented. And KGON was from the day I got there. So um, I just, I was doing part time and then I, I got to KGON in March of 1977, and by October, I was doing mornings. <laughs> wow. I know. Weird. You, you did all that by applying with a resume the size of a, uh, a, a postage, postage stamp. Note. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and obviously, you turned it into uh, one of the more uh, legendary careers in all of uh, radio, which is, which is absolutely insane. You know, you, you came in 77, you were there for 42, 43 years. Um, obviously, the station shifted and changed and personalities oh, yeah. came and went, music changed. Like, what 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 was it like while you were there and all the transitions? What, what were, were there times that, that it were your favorite or hotter or was it just, was this community just always backing no matter what direction you guys are going? It it was pretty much that way. I mean, there were a couple of, of times that were more difficult than others, and that's just part of life, you know? Yeah. Um, but but in that first um, joining together of air staff, um, some people moved along. When I when I uh, went into mornings, we'd our, Bob Brooks had left and gone to another radio station. Then we had Jim Robinson as our uh, program director. He's the one that hired me to do mornings. And... <laughs> Oh, I got to tell you how I got that, too. Hey, I hear you did mornings at your other radio stations. Yes. Okay, great. So you're reliable? Uh-huh. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you'll Seriously. show up every day? You're the most qualified yeah. applicant we have. <laughs> I mean, I guess he figured since I could uh, go at, with K-Van, I, I used to have to go from West Lynn to North Portland every morning and I had to turn on the transmitter. So you had to get there early because that thing didn't just like snap on. There was a lot of like warm up to do and you know, so anyway. Um, so I started doing mornings and um, it was with Mike Turner who was like one of the best newsmen ever in radio that I've ever heard. He won awards um, for the shows that, that he did. We did a, a show called Metroscope back then and it was it was so wonderful having uh, like-minded people. And then Dick Sheets was already there. Um, Gloria Johnson was already there. Marty and I were married and they hired Marty. And I went, okay, you understand we're married. I don't know if that's something we're not supposed to have happen within the, eh, we don't care. So they hired Marty. Um, it was, it, it was a real magical time. It was just being in tune with the city um, you know, and, and having fun with the music. And God, I mean, you got to admit, from 1977 to like, you know, the 90s, the music was just outstanding, you know? Yeah. It, it really was. <laughs> I mean, you know, when it, it, it was all really just something that was innate to all of our lives. We lived the life that our our audience did. We were in the same age group pretty much i mean yeah we had the high schoolers we were raising up some high schoolers <laughs> too but i mean we got involved with everything from the hockey 
that was being played by the junior hockey team, the Winterhawks, who I still love, to the Blazers. And I mean, they had their, you know, legendary big year of winning it, you know, when we were there. And um, it was just phenomenal. And we went through all the weird hiccups in the city, too. You know, the uh, the Bogwan days, <laughs> all the real weird stuff that happened. Yeah. You know, we were part of that, too. Like, just as far as, like, reporting on it, we didn't turn our back on any of that. We just... You know, we we did what the city was doing. We were part of it, and it was great. Man, I'll tell you, that is the key to being successful, to be doing what everybody else is doing. Iris, so, Iris, you have been here for almost the entire run of KGON. You've gotten to meet a lot of very famous people. Is there one artist who made you nervous? Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders. Really? <laughs> Why? Really? Huge fan. I'm a huge fan. And she, she can be a little acerbic. <laughs> And so, um, actually, the first time I met her was at Abbey Road, and I was doing a show. It was a promotion to go, uh, and it was in honor of the Abbey Road album, and so we got to go broadcast from Abbey Road. And she came by, and they wanted to film our conversation, and she was not having it. You know, film? No, I didn't know this would be film. And so I just went, oh, my God, I didn't know they'd film me either, and I looked like crap. And she was just like, that's all I had to say. And she was great. The rest of the time, she goes, no, you look fine. I go, well, you look great, you know. So <laughs> I, I tap danced my way out of that one. But she's a fascinating woman, very smart. And um, I just felt like I had to be on my toes because, you know, I felt like any moment she could just walk out and I wouldn't have the rest of that interview. But it turned out okay. And then I got to talk to her. A um, couple other times, and I and go backstage and see her again. So it was fine, but that first time was like, <laughs> now, you know. Uh, Terry asked you about what artist made you the most nervous. We've all had these uh, incidents in uh, you know uh, interviewing or hanging around rock stars. What was uh, what 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 was the rock star or the moment where it got so out of hand or so weird or whatever? Like you were just kind of looking around, going, "Is this really happening?" Well, in what way? In an awkward way or in like, oh, my God, this is so in a, great. In a rock star way. right? <laughs> like I, I famously have a story uh, where uh, Zach Wilde showed up so messed up. He had to sleep on our kitchen floor for two hours. Right. And I just uh, walk in and they're like, you can't go into the kitchen. I was like, why not? Because Zach Wilde had to take a nap. I mean, and that's kind of like somewhere you just go, wait, what? Yeah. That, well, um, I think as far as odd or awkward or you just things that make you go, huh? Um, I was interviewing um, Greg Allman, who I absolutely adore. I mean, I love the Allman Brothers music. But Greg was having kind of a I wondered if we were having the same conversation, shall we say. <laughs> and then I realized we were not having the same conversation. And I just kind of said, well, thanks for coming. You know, <laughs> Greg, Greg might have been slightly under the influence. Is that uh, what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. And then there was the time Aerosmith were supposedly on the wagon, but they really hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> they were trying. But trying is a good one. They, they rented the wagon. They hadn't yeah. quite jumped on it yet, right? Exactly. And there was um, 
yeah, that was a good. That was one that I was so glad we recorded instead of had live because it would have had bleeps all over it. <laughs> I mean, and also the the coherency uh, issue. It was like I, <laughs> what's going on here? I've lost. I've lost control of this thing. So those are the, those are the awkward ones. Ones. Uh, it wasn't a. Well, yeah, it was an interview with Robert Plant, but it was one of those where I just kept wanting to cry just because it was Robert Plant. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever, you know, interviewed him. And I just kept saying, I can't believe I'm talking to Robert You know, so. you're being very humble right now. And that's awesome about it. But, Jeets, you don't know this, uh, and maybe you do. But back in the old days, Iris and I had desks that we sat next to each other. I didn't work for KGO and at the time worked for one of our sister stations, but we would talk about rock music all the time, right? I would get oh, up yeah. and I, we would have these deep, in-depth talks. And one day she was talking about Bob and I'm like, Bob, who's Bob? He said, oh, Robert Plant. Like you guys became fairly good <laughs> friends, right? Over your tenure. Oh, no, no, not really. Just, you know, like every time he'd come into town, it was like, oh, oh, that's Bob. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's just but awesome! You had him on a Bob level. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. that's more than most of us. Thank, you know, it's it's funny because I joined a, a writing group that uh, all had a mutual love of him. So that was kind of funny. How many stories have been written about him? So he knows nothing about. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> loads of fun, and just it's so great to meet these people and just um, be able to express what they've meant to your life and be able to say to them, God, thanks for the music. Cause you know, it's the soundtrack of our life. It's how we, you know, gone through things and have that, that uh, same feeling of the time. It really anchors you in time. And then that, that place. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, we're talking with Iris Harrison, of course, a part of a KGON's 50th anniversary celebration. You know, I famously have heard these stories in the past about all these huge, great events where listeners would mm-hmm. show up and be a part of uh, whatever KGON was doing and, and and get a mingle with all the personalities and stuff. What are some of the more memorable or famous events oh. that really stick out to you? Go, wow, that that event really left its mark in the history of this radio station. One of the biggest was the, uh, the float down the Clackamas. We just had it in our minds that it was going to be a beautiful hot weekend. It was going to be at least 92.3 degrees. So we said, (laughs) okay, um, let's all go float down the Clackamas. We'll start at MacGyver Park and we'll end up at, you know, at the Willamette and it'll be fine. And um, I think we actually just took it to Riverside. But anyway, um, there was a little park that we that we went to, like thousands of people showed up thousands and floated down the Clackamas in inner (laughs) tubes and kayaks and you know everything you can imagine and um we that was the one where we had not asked for permission we didn't get a we didn't get it okayed with anybody but we found out that's exactly what we should do the next time (laughs) and so it, it became an event I think we did it three different times um but the first time was absolutely just, you know, seat of our pants. Hey, let's a suggestion on the air and thousands of people show up. 
I mean, it was ridiculous. And the, the, the sad part is the people who lived on the Clackamas weren't real happy with us, those nice little homes that you see, because people were stopping in their yard to do their business and, you know, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we didn't think that went out, but uh, we didn't think that many people would come. That was just, you know, kind of insane. Also, for a while, we had a, um, a station mascot. It was KGON Penguin. Um, weird story as to why we got the penguin. Everybody goes, what does that have to do with you guys? Well, it had nothing to do with it other than the fact that it was kind of the symbol for Fleetwood Mac back then. It was kind of their logo. And so KISW in Seattle had had a penguin suit made to to have their announcer go on and you know be on stage to announce the band. And then we found out they wanted to get rid of it and we bought it. So... <laughs> so it, it led to a lot of really great stories, but we sent that penguin everywhere, and it was just like any kind of a mascot. People loved it. Um, Marty was even the penguin. Bob Schmidt was the penguin. Uh, one of our engineers was the penguin. Tons of interns. But uh, I remember one time Marty went out, and I think he led the marching band at Lake Oswego High School as the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the field <laughs> during that time. So, you know, it it was like, it, and we'd send it to Rooster Rock, you know, the new <laughs> beach there. Yeah. yeah. That actually got somebody fired because they, I'm going to say this, the joke was um, Dennis Franklin, who was on the air at the time, said, yeah, go look for the penguin. He's going out to Rooster Rock. You'll know the penguin. He's the one with the bright yellow pecker. <laughs> Which seems so innocent now. Right. It got Dennis fired. Wow. <laughs> I gotta ask, where is the penguin suit? Oh, I think we had to burn that thing. It's so so bad. <laughs> there was some bad stank that went with that, let me tell you. They abide by mascot rules and not talk and only wave. Yeah. That was exactly it. And he had flippers, so it was cute, you know. <laughs> it was really adorable. <laughs> It was silly and adorable, and it was at a great time to have that. And you know, take you could take a, a mascot to just about any any event, and it would be really really fun. All the different times we took buses up to, you know, if there was a uh, a concert coming to either uh, Seattle or Vancouver, BC, that was not coming to Portland, we you know gather people in buses and take them there. And oh, there's a lot of stories about those buses and. The parties and the fun and the people that would pass out before the concert even started and stay on the bus and I guess that was their memory, but <laughs> or lack thereof. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it and and it was a different world. I mean, you know, definitely, uh, you know, it was just it was a, a silly time and it was fun and uh, it was really great to have the bands play along with us. I mean, we had a. We had a feature called Leave It to Beaverton that was a takeoff on Leave It to Beaver. And so we had all the characters and we would get, it was our way to get rock stars to, to play with us without having to just do an interview about whatever right. tour they were on or book they were releasing or whatever it was. And because we had a news station as our, our partner in the Clackamas days, it was really fun because you never knew who you were going to run into in the hall. So we would find 
uh, somebody that was maybe waiting for them, such as Charlton Heston. We had him play God. Wow. On, on one of the episodes of Beaver to Beaverton. And he was totally up for it. We had Ozzy um, do a Halloween episode with us. Wow. We had Billy Squire teaching Beaver how to play guitar. And um, there was just a, a lot of funny stuff that we did with that. And, and having a vehicle like that to, you know, uh, play with rather than it. They were totally up for the task. We'd hand them a script. And they'd be like, oh, this is cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about features, one, one of the ones that comes up the most, specifically when your name uh, comes up, is the, uh, I believe it's called My Three Songs. My Three Songs, yeah. Talk, talk yeah. about, I mean, you know, simple maybe in the idea, but man, mm -hmm. did it leave an impact and a mark. T t talk about how that came about and uh, what it eventually turned into. That what that came to me as an idea from our program director at the time dick sheets my dear friend who is uh past but he's still with us in our hearts and um dick said hey iris what do you think about doing this feature that's kind of you love to do the i always love to do theme sets and so he goes it's kind of like the theme set thing but you do three songs and then you have the listener guess what the theme is so it can be obscure, it can be just a lyric, it could be the titles, it could be all kinds of things. It's up to you. You put it together. And this was in 1991, and it didn't stop until I left the radio station in 2020. So um, wow. that, was a, that thing had legs, you know. Dude, I saw, the three <laughs> yeah. ring, I, I saw the three ring binder. Iris kept every single one she had ever done, man. And it was yeah. massive. I mean, it looked like something... You would see in like you know a national library, and it was yeah. There just, were several volumes. Yeah, it was incredible, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, it, it was fun. So it was Dick Sheets' idea. We kind of you know put our heads together to think about how you know the parameters of it and what we wanted to do to make it you know accessible and and not something um you know that they. You didn't want to make it too hard that they wouldn't guess it within the the, <laughs> the time of that last song because I had to, a couple of times I didn't I had to, <laughs> I had to give hints but <laughs> most of the time people would figure it out and they'd be there at that last song with my answer and I could you know put them on the air a couple of times I I would have to put them on the air live and go now don't you swear <laughs> you can't swear on them now or I'll take your prize away. Everybody, everybody was really good. <laughs> the last guy got fired for saying Pecker, so I need you right. to keep it I'm clean. just saying, yeah. <laughs> I, I say, we're talking with Iris Harrison. It's the 50th anniversary celebration of KGON. I mean, we've talked about rock stars. We've talked about the cool things that the radio station has done. Uh, I've been lucky to know you for many, almost two decades now. You are the same person in real life that you're on the radio and that isn't always an easy thing. You know, like you said, you're married to Marty Party. You're raising teenagers. <laughs> and, and and people, they they when they go up to you in public, and sometimes you're at the grocery store, right? Or or we're just, we're going somewhere. You're always so gracious. Oh, thank you, honey. I, thanks, Terry. I appreciate that. Well, it's the truth. It's, well, I it's a weird story, but... Uh, just recently, and I, and you know, when you've been off the radio for four years, like I have, um, you just think, ah, people forget you, you know, whatever. But um, recently, we had a little medical issue, and, and so we had 911 here taking care of Marty. He had had a little uh, something happen, and so um, 
we came in the office because they said, I have the list of everything and I need to get that off of the computer. So MTs came in with me and he looked at the wall of records. And uh, I don't know if you can see him. Can you see him over yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks like a radio okay, anyway. station. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, he goes, he goes, was your husband in music? And I said, well, we both were. I said, we both worked at KGU. And he goes, are you Iris? And I'm like, we're having an emergency in the other room. Um, you, know? <laughs> you told you told him you were Iris, and then he had a heart attack. <laughs> and I said, and that's Marty Party in there. And he goes, what? And it was just almost like he went right out, like, we got to take care of this guy. We got to get him, you know, he has to be okay. So... <laughs> The level, the level of care rocketed to the roof. We got to save this man. Stat, let's go. Yes. Stat. <laughs> Parties will never be the same. But it what is I funny. It is funny, like how people and and some. Where was I? I don't even remember. It was fairly recent, so it wasn't. I don't know a store or something. And I started. Oh, I started talking, and this guy just looks around. He goes, "Are you Iris?" And I went, "Yeah." I thought he still remembers my voice. That's weird, you know. <laughs> Just I don't know. It's weird to me. I uh, it it's otherworldly when it happens. But then he yeah. started talking and wanted to talk music and all that. And of course, I'm always up for that discussion. So you know. Well, that's I think a, a testament to the mark you've uh, left, which I think is a nice segue about uh, your longevity in the Portland metro market. Talk talk a little bit about what this community, what this market uh, has meant to you. I, it's my life. It's my home. It's the people that I'm most comfortable with. All the things that make it quirky and odd and sometimes unbearable, like the ice storm that we just had. It binds us together. Um, we we go through those experiences together, and we come out like like any family and i kind of feel that about this city no matter how divided people get there's always that common thread that runs through it and to me that was the most important thing is to keep keep that in mind and so i never i never was one to go on and uh diss a song or something like that because it always occurred to me that could be their very favorite song that could have been the song that they you know First did it to I don't know you know so wait what does that mean I didn't want to take away their good memory you know? <laughs> and so I think I think just bonding with this city when I first got here it looked quite different than it does now I mean I don't know if anybody remembers but the parks that are along the Willamette um, were not there it was a road and there was businesses and it went right up to the river and. Everything looked fairly industrial, but I kind of liked that blue-collar groove, you know? And it was always part of the warmth because I could feel, um, I never felt threatened or anything in this town. The only time, the only time I felt, and it wasn't threatened, I just was like, I don't know how this is going to end, was I was at a Yes show, of all things, at the Coliseum. And I had a group of bikers come and pick me up and take me somewhere, like physically pick me up. And I'm not a, I'm not a tiny person. And they picked me up and they took me over to, to like meet one of their buddies. And I was like, I could have walked. <laughs> <laughs> or ran on the back of your bike. At least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been okay. But just, you know, it's just so funny how this market and, and this thing that is Portland 
And then it became Portlandia, and it kind of was like, no, that really isn't Portland, but it is Portland in its own way. But to me, it's still a completely different thing than that. That's just a, a cute show to me, but there's something completely different in the heart of Portland and and who people are and how they'll go the extra mile for each other and stuff. That's And it's always been that way with me. It's always meant that much to me. Iris, anything else you want to say to uh, uh, people here on the 50th anniversary? Oh, man, I am so glad that those call letters are still there. I am so glad you're rocking it still. And I couldn't be prouder uh, than to be part of KGON's history and legacy. And um, it's it's so... It's a family member. No, I do. I love that radio station like a family member. Now, it's not a child. It's more like a brother, sister, sibling to me. But it did raise my child. We all had kids right around the same time. Um, B.A., me, Anessa. Um, we had kids around the same time. And um, we drug them to everything. I mean, I remember the first blues festival. Alec was playing, our son, was playing underneath the stage, you know, while while the the groups were singing, and I'm like, yeah, there's how could that go bad? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it used to just be one stage, and um, I remember it was John Lee Hooker, and I'm looking there, going and thinking, this is outstanding. And KGON was the the sponsor station when it got kicked off, so. Um, you know, to be part of all that and to be be here seeing it happen was just such a blast. Something I'll never forget. I know I speak for all of our listeners uh, when I say that uh, it has been a pleasure to hear your voice again. Uh, <laughs> you are synonymous with these call letters. You almost can't even say KGON without mentioning Iris. Um, so we could not be happier to have you a part of uh, KGON's 50th anniversary. Whoop. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's It's been a wonderful, wonderful time. Hey, and if I get another, you know, if there's such a thing as reincarnation, let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto 
hearts. 